All right. We are so excited for this episode, Shippers. Have you been following Daisy Jones and the Six? Well, we have. Today, (laughs) we are joined by special guests to discuss the show and the book. Uh, Do we ship Daisy and Billy or Billy and uh, is it Cammy? (laughs) Cammy. Listen to find out. Hey, y'all. I'm Steph. And I'm Devin. And welcome to We Ship It, Daisy Jones style. On We Ship It, Devin and I and our occasional guests gab and gossip about our favorite and not-so-favorite ships of all time. And I'm sure all of you bookstagrammers have been following Daisy Jones and the Six. It's been out for roughly two years now. And uh, if not, this may not be the episode for you, but you should (laughs) definitely get into reading it. Um, Since the story has been produced as a 10-part show series as well on Amazon Prime, and it is amazing. Highly recommend. Um, sorry, I don't know why I said I put a question mark on Cammy earlier. Yeah. You because yeah. you write the script yeah. and I'm like, it's not Cammy, it's Camilla. And but like my head was like it's <laughs> sorry, my brain. You're like, wait a minute, who? And Cammy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And to help us dissect this love triangle, we have invited Page Rage Podcast to bless us with their presence once more. So welcome to Page Rage. Woohoo, thank you. Excited <laughs> hey, to be here. Hey guys, so happy you asked <laughs> us to join us once again. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah, so uh, Page Rage is a weekly podcast hosted by Ashley and Kat that dives into all the issues that plague bibliophiles from terrible TV or movie adaptations. Uh, we still have nightmares <laughs> about uh, Vampire Academy. <laughs> Uh, to incorrect casting choices, um, to favorite authors unnecessarily killing off characters. They're looking at you, JK. Join them as they recap and rage each week. Um, We are excited to have you both on the show once again. Before we get started, though, I wanted to ask our traditional opener question. What are we thankful for this week? Yeah, we're starting with that now. You know, a little that. small talk. What are you That's thankful cute. for this week? Oh, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice coming on your podcast. We're yeah. like over raging on ours, and you guys are so nice and kind. Happy. <laughs> so happy. Well, we, ra- we rage sometimes too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know, and I love it. I always need to catch those episodes, and it makes me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I personally am thankful for Kat. She has let me come and crash in her house yes. this week. I've gotten to uh, hang out with my corgi nephew, Savage, and <laughs> we've had a great uh, food tour weekend that name. of Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> so it has been lovely. That's awesome. Well, uh, I'm thankful I woke up this morning, so I'm always very happy about that. (laughs) Always a plus. And I'm thankful that Ashley is back in Florida for the first time in quite so many years. Uh, She, this is her home away from home. So I'm glad uh, my house has become her home away from home. Fantastic. That's sweet. I'm thankful for uh, streaming services. (laughs) Nice. I watched Daisy Jones and the Six in like less than a day. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I just watched healthy. it straight through. It was not good. <laughs> but honestly, some days you just need that. I had off um one of the days, I forget what it was, maybe a week or two ago, and I just used that day to like recuperate. I watched Daisy Jones and the Six, and it was a really good day. So I'm gonna say streaming services as a modern Gen Z slash millennial type. That's fair. 
(laughs) (laughs) What about you, Debbie? Uh, I don't know. I'm always making stuff up off the cuff. Um, (laughs) You're prepared for this every time. (laughs) I know. It's really bad. Uh, I'm thankful for uh, bookshelves. For our, because <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> Ashley shared a, uh, a meme with us earlier that bookshelves are like wine cellars, everybody. So, yes. and I highly. They get better with age. I, I, I agree <laughs> with that 100% that it, it is there when we need it for yeah. whatever celebration we have going on in our lives. So I'm thankful that these shelves are holding up my books. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Without shelves, they'd just be stacked in piles all around our house. Which and I, I still do have, have some piles. <laughs> Yep, there are also piles, but <laughs> they're looking great. mighty fine over there in their stacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, right. Okay, so moving on with Daisy Jones and the sixth stuff. So, as per usual, spoiler alert we are not afraid of spoilers on this show and just wanted to warn you that there will be spoilers ahead. And on Daisy Jones, here's my little summary. We meet Daisy as a young artist in L.A., uh, not really making it successfully yet, but living with her best friend, Simone, and writing all the time. She's a great writer. She's got a great set of pipes, um, but she's kind of just not hitting it successfully at first. For a while, she struggles with addiction to pills and alcohol, as well as some pretty terrible men in her life, let's be honest. Um, And then we meet The Six as the Dunn Brothers, um, a local band from Pittsburgh. I'm not sure if that's specified Mm -hmm. in the book. It might be, but it is in the Okay, Um, it is in the show. They're from Pittsburgh Um, and they have some like a few successful songs here and there, Um, but eventually they add in some new members and they become officially the six. After a few hits, it's recommended that they do some songs with Daisy Jones. And now this is where things get interesting. Daisy and Billy, who is the leader of the six or he kind of just takes that role. Nobody wants him really there, but he takes it on Um, and he does a great job. But they butt heads all the time. Billy has a past. He married Camilla, um, his teenage sweetheart, and they have a baby together. But before Julia was born, um, his baby, he struggles with drug addiction and he misses her birth, which is like a huge deal. Um, Mm -hmm. But he goes to rehab. He decides to get clean and live as a good man for Camilla and his family. But Billy and Daisy kind of continue clashing as she enters the sixth realm. Um, They make some incredible music together, nonetheless. But it's also clear they kind of have more of a connection than just the music as well. Um, So Billy struggles a lot because he really has a passion, sort of a love for Daisy. And we'll talk about that. But he's committed to Camilla. Uh, Eventually, Billy kisses Daisy. And there's just a lot of like back and forth chaos that goes in. Mm Mm-hmm. But in the end, I think Daisy realizes she's not good. She's not really good for Billy. Um, She's an addict herself. She needs to get healing, needs to get clean. Um, And after a hugely successful album and tour, Daisy Jones and the Six break up. So the story, interestingly enough, is a narrated documentary, which is really super interesting in book form. That's, I think, why this book just kind of like captured people at first. In the end, though, we find out it's Billy's daughter, Julie, several years down the road, who is the documentarian. Um, And it's really like a sad moment. Like I was crying in my kitchen as I was reading this. Uh, (laughs) We find out that Camilla has passed away from cancer um, and Camilla leaves Billy and Daisy this like really heartfelt message um, to go meet up at some point. And that's really where the story ends. It's like this, you know, full circle thing. Um, And we also find out that Daisy has like 
gotten better in her life and like had a mm-hmm. successful career. So nice wrap up there, but that's our summary. Phew. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> a lot happens. <laughs> All right. So let's dive right in. Um, how are Billy and Daisy both on a search for love at the start of the novel? And are they both interested in the same form of love? What do you guys think? um i think billy and daisy oh my god they are so chaotic they are definitely they are definitely searching for something i don't know if it's love at the start of the novel i think daisy is really searching for recognition and she's definitely Mm -hmm. trying to find herself um i think billy is trying to also find himself too so i think it's more self-love that they're really looking for and they kind of stumble into of romantic relationships along the way so yes i think it's the same in terms of self-love for both of them yeah i'd agree yeah i think um daisy in the beginning we learn as a child just really didn't get love from her parents so that's something i think perhaps drives her in her search for herself um whether that be a search for love or what it is a search for i think she's constantly searching to fill that void from her mom's disapproval all the time and just everything like she, she has a lot of self doubt. So she needs to reestablish self-worth and understand like her value and stuff. Um, But yeah, I think through a lot of different relationships and different kinds of love and the opposite of love, she ends up finding out who she is. Um, Billy, on the other hand, again, I don't think he was searching for love necessarily, but it sort of like happened upon him with Cammy. Like, and it was like, a brilliant love that just happened on him. So that's very lucky. Um, another, you know, character who didn't necessarily have like a whole family growing up, like his dad. And when he sees him, it's just this whole mess. Like he, he's constantly mm-hmm. like seeking approval from his dad, seeking that like love that's not there. Um, and so they they both have this like gap, um, I think. And that's why when they end up realizing they have a passion for each other, there's just something not quite right about it yet. They're not, they're not meant for each other in that moment. And they also like, they have a lot to work through <laughs> before yeah. they could ever get there. What do you think, Kat? Um, I mean, I agree on all accounts. I think Daisy's mom and really her dad, neither one of her parents paid mm-hmm. her any attention as a child. And when you are completely abandoned as a child, you have a lot of abandonment issues as an yeah. adult and you have zero self-worth because nobody ever told you you were okay. And then as we saw, she had men take her her words and use them for hers. So then it completely yeah. took away her own voice. So I think like what Ash said and what you guys said, she's finding her voice in somebody to recognize that she's an actual person who has something to give to the world. Right. I think Billy is looking. And I think this is what my personal opinion, what he found in Camilla, he's looking for somebody to tell him he's a good man because mm-hmm. he wasn't able to grow up with a good father figure or something. No one ever, yeah. you know, nobody ever told him, Hey, this is how to be a man. And I think Camilla was the person who actually taught him that along the yeah. way. And mm-hmm. so he was vastly more lucky than Daisy was in finding yeah. Camilla, like in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about like how Camilla sees Billy a little bit later, but um, I think you're right in that Daisy, she's just viewed, she views herself as a disappointment and just unloved, unwanted. Um, she has this passion to connect to other people 
and she will invest in other people, but they don't always invest, like reciprocate that investment in her. Um, she feels like she has no purpose and that her only purpose is to be an inspiration or uh, amuse for others. And that, and she's like, that's not who I am. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm much more capable than, than this. So she, the form of love that she's looking for is just acceptance. And like mm-hmm. Ashley said, self-love. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Billy isn't really looking for love, but again, stumbles upon it with Camilla. And I think Kat's right is that in that his dad never respected him enough or even <laughs> stayed um, to enough. help. Yeah. To help support him. And so he doesn't know, um, he's trying to find himself, right? Who am I? Um, and he finds, he stumbles upon Camilla and, uh, he's also looking for who am I without my music or who am I with my music even? Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, definitely. Okay. So Camilla is a fighter, but do you think she holds Billy on a pedestal? Also, is she, is she right that you don't stop loving someone because things get hard? The- um, I don't want to say she put him on a pedestal, but I think she's done what a lot of women have done myself, including at times is she fell in love with who she saw he could be. Mm-hmm. And I don't, the image, the potential, you know, he could be this. I know he's great. He's got a great, he's a great person. I don't think she thought he was this amazing being. I think she just saw how great he could be. Mm-hmm. And fell in love with that and hoped he rose to the occasion because guilty. Um, And I I do agree. I don't think you stop loving somebody because things get hard. I believe when you're dedicated and committed to a person, it's literally for better or for worse until that worse um, is just too much. And absolutely. There there does become a point when she she got there, she got there. So, and I think there's always a line that's drawn. And I think she, I was a big fan of Camilla. I think she Me did too. it. I think she held it strong the whole way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Much respect for Camilla. Mm-hmm. Ashley, do you have thoughts? I always have thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think with Camilla, I think for her, it was very young love. So I think she was still in that, in that stage and she was young enough in relationships that she was still pouring everything she had into that other person, not realizing that there is potential for them to not do the same. So I think for her, it was a lot of inexperience in the way she kind of handled her relationship with Billy and just assumed he would be the same back to her. And obviously that was not the case. Mm -hmm. Um, That does not take away from her strength because the way that she stood by this man, (laughs) despite everything he did, especially in the book, which Mm -hmm. I think made a lot of these instances a lot worse than the yeah. show. Um, Agreed. I mean, she, she is incredibly strong, but I do think some of it was innocence and being extremely naive. And obviously she did learn along the way, but I appreciate uh, a woman who can stick to her guns and just be like, this is going to work whether you like it or not. Yeah. So definitely. Appreciate oh my it. gosh. Book Camilla. There were just some moments that the show missed, like the point when Teddy goes up to the room um, and she's given birth and she's like, look, he has two options. He comes up here now and he fixes it or he goes to rehab. And that didn't happen in the in the show because it it was was like Teddy's choice. choice. Right. But that's a huge thing. That's a huge strength of character moment for Camilla, which 
I personally think she's a really strong character and maybe she has some naivety when she gets into it as a young love situation, but I really think that she understands a lot of what's going on. Like she is completely aware most of the time when he's not in his right mind. Um, but she still, though she's like realistic about it, she still grasps what she wants, which is the relationship and the life that she has pictured for herself. And I think that she, she has a lot of trust and faith in Billy, even though sometimes he doesn't deserve it um, mm-hmm. because she has seen like the good moments in him too. Um she comes to an understanding at some point, though, that he does have feelings for Daisy. And the strength in her character, I think, comes from that moment that she says, okay, I see this, but I know that you're going to choose us at this point, from this point forward. Um, I think that in any other circumstance, if a guy was found to have feelings for someone else and didn't do what Billy did and say, okay, I'm going to choose water instead of fire in this case um that's when you cut it off and that's where kip camilla was like ready that's what she was ready to do Mm -hmm. um but he took the step i think that was necessary to like cut off the problem um unfortunately it broke up the band (laughs) or a few things broke up the band but um i think it was necessary to like move forward in his life um I don't I don't necessarily think she holds him up on a pedestal because I think she sees where he fails. I think she does see that and she acknowledges it, but she always holds him to a higher standard. Um, So and I I would also agree, like, I don't think or I think she's right that you don't stop loving someone when things get hard, because if you did, there would be no relationships that exist (laughs) out there in the world because things get hard. But uh, like you were saying, Kat, like there is a point where you have it gets too hard. you have to sort of be able to navigate that for yourself. I mean, life is hard. Like this, this is not an easy thing. And as you mm-hmm. get older, it gets even harder. So if you have somebody along the way, who's going to ride or die for you, that is a friend, lover, whatever the case is, that is something to hold on to and to cherish. Definitely. And I just, I just want to make a note, like a page rage note. They, <laughs> one of my biggest rages, they vastly underrepresented Camilla as a character in the show. I agree. They did. I, 100%. Camilla, Camilla and Karen were my, were the reason I liked this book to begin with. And I did not think they, I, I thought we leaned too hard on Daisy, which I get it. It's Daisy Jones, yeah, but right. I really wanted more fire from Camilla and Karen, to be honest with you. Mm. Mill's an incredible character, really, the way she was written. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. It's a disservice for people who only watch the show. Like, you do not get to see how badass she actually is because the show does not do her justice. Like, she's yeah. still great. And you really. Yeah, I think, she, I think they still have a, a decent perspective of her, but I don't think they get the full picture of who Camilla is. Um, but yeah, I don't know if she necessarily holds into a pedestal, but she definitely sets expectations for. Um, mm-hmm for what she wants and what she expects out of him. Um, she sees him at his darkest, at his darkest moments when, and he's like, I don't open myself up to you. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not my true person with it. She's like, well, I've seen, I've seen your darkest pet, like your pieces of you. Um, so I, there, but there are moments where she does envision something that isn't wholly there, which is what I struggle with a little bit when it comes to like, she, she wants it to be this picture perfect family and, and she, and she wants him to fight for fight for them. And I don't know if that's necessarily, I mean, yes, you want that hope, but if you're only, if you're putting all your eggs in that basket, 
you're yeah. going to hurt yourself in the end. And I'm, I was fearful of that happening. So, um, but no, I, I, I agree that um, you don't stop loving someone when things get harmed. Um, I think people give up on love too easily because it gets hard. I, and I love that Camilla is willing to put up a fight for her love, her family and her future. Um, Do we talk about her thing with Eddie at all in here, Devin in the future, or is that something I can mention now? No. Because I don't really think I had a question okay. about it. Here's what bugs me because in the book, it's someone she knew from high school that she ends up sleeping with, mm-hmm. or like we're led to believe she might have done that in the book. We're not even entirely sure in the show. It's like his bandmate, which to me is like the ultimate, like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And we know that they did. And it's, she also says at some point in the show, like, um, I don't regret it or, or something like that. I don't regret it. I wouldn't do it again, but I don't regret it. And it's sort of like, I guess it gives like an element of like depth to like her side of the problem as well but i just think it kind of changes the story a little bit um i didn't really like that change in the show either i don't I know if you guys fan, have thoughts but i also <laughs> i hated eddie when reading it and i hated eddie when watching yeah, that it that was I, consistent I thought, like he was like <laughs> perfect I yes like i like that there you was like him? i was like this fucking sucked like i like the one guy who was like it was the worst like i like the one guy who's a little bit because everybody's like you know it was amazing it was a great time it was the 70s yeah it's like i hated the whole moment I'm over. i like that dude, he so. stole my spotlight 24 yeah, 7 you know, like, you know it's not all rainbows and 70s and peace signs and yes mm-hmm. it, it, there's always one guy that's like nah that's not the real story and so i feel like it kind of balances out and you kind of see a little bit more realistic mm-hmm. view of it um so I, I honestly think they weren't going to cast anybody as a random high schooler that they saved. That's money. probably it. They just saved money making it that guy. Yeah, probably. His grumbles uh, definitely made me giggle in the book because same <laughs> reason. I was just, you just have to have like the grumpy, you know, the grumpy man <laughs> in the corner. Agreed. <laughs> in the show, though, I think why they did it too, though, was to really try to show a reason for Eddie to need to leave the band or for something to escalate there. Because in the book, it was just a lot of grumbles and yeah, jealousy his, and whatever. His own selfish, but yeah. Exactly. But I think they really needed something a little bit bigger to happen um, to really get the audience to feel that in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I did like though, because Eddie kind of bugged me a little bit. Like he was funny. He was a fun, like he was a needed part of the story. I liked when Warren confronted him in the show. This is like tangent at this point, but I liked when he was like, dude, you're part of the most famous band. Like, stop waiting. That was a good moment. I really did like Warren and Eddie. Like, I like the people that they chose for, for the role. I thought it was mm-hmm. really good. I mean, Ashley's right. They had to basically give Eddie some kind of depth besides yeah. being, they you had know, to. Was the, Oscar, the grouch in the, in the trash yeah. can yes. in the back. You had to give some <laughs> kind of depth to his character on why he was just mad. Grumpy all the time. You know? And so every everybody. You got ball. everything. Including the girl. The girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right. Moving on. Why do Billy and Daisy work so well together when it comes to songwriting? 
Oh, because they are, what did they keep calling themselves? The twin flames. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they had a lot of shared experiences. And I think most importantly, they had a lot of the same demons. And so they understood each other on a very deep level. Um, and I think at the end of the day, they did also, their creative methods were very similar. Even if Daisy was very much like pie in the sky, let me write soliloquies and sonnets. Right. And Billy's like, <laughs> we need a hook. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think the combination of his expertise and her just, you know, flowy hippie vibe definitely uh, meshed well. But like I said, similar demons, twin flames. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kat, do you have thoughts? Um, I think it's probably like that twin flame uh i i hate that term <laughs> i hate my twin flame <laughs> you're my twin uh, flame what are you talking about we're soulmates we're not i'm sorry so twin flames are like people who i digress yeah are, <laughs> are just like them they you know they're crazy and you know and it's just not it's toxic it is toxic Mm -hmm. i also think they both have a lot of trauma um growing up and i think people who have the most issues in their life usually can express their emotions Mm -hmm. certain people i'm not gonna say all people express their emotions in different ways and creative outlets because they are not sure how to get things out so that was probably why i saw that i mean I didn't see anybody else writing songs like that. Like you think of like Janis Joplin and, you know, all all those people back in the day and I'm blanking on everybody because I just came from work. So excuse me, but you know, they all had Fleetwood Mac and yeah, you know, all them back then, they all had some kind of issues that Mm -hmm. they turned into these amazing, beautifully lyrical songs that were, you know, it lasted the test of time. So I Mm -hmm. think, I think that is what made them work so well as they both were feeding off of each other's trauma Mm -hmm. in a sense. Yeah. hundred percent. I think Daisy pulls him out too, because Billy is so afraid that like engaging with these thoughts and his past experiences will bring him back to them. And I think Daisy kind of shows him like, there's a way to engage in, these types of things. I mean, she, not that she's an example of this, but there's a way to engage in this and not, you know, engage in the actual activities that you're trying to avoid. So I think that Daisy really is sort of like, she opens the door for Billy to um, write his feelings, write his thoughts. Um, I think the two of them sort of have this manic way of writing. It's like very like, I'm going to swim in the pool and now I'm going to break into Teddy's house and like, we're going to write together or whatever it is. But I think that that's kind of like the shakeup that like Billy needs to, to really write something good, write something from his heart is like Daisy's method almost. And I think Billy has almost the structure and a little bit more of the technique to add, whereas Daisy has more of like the fun, like random energy <laughs> that gives mm-hmm. it a little bit more oomph. Yeah, I'd agree. I also think they just see each other. Um, they know the most intimate parts of each other and they work really well at exposing each other's strengths and weaknesses, not just personal but also musical wise, they, they know how to get each other going. Um, I know there's the, uh, I think it's impossible woman. Is that the, I think it's the song title. Yeah. I know the song he writes about her. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to sing it. I'm not going to sing it. And he pushes her and it's like this raw natural song that it's about her and, and her feelings. And 
Um, but he points out all that of her songs are about her addiction and he call and she calls out that all his songs are about someone he wishes to be or that he was, that he wasn't like someone that he's not. And, um, she, she brings out the more natural side, the more honest side of him. And he kind of tries to bring out the more, uh, I would say hopeful side. Yeah. Like, like you're more than your addiction. Like you're right, more than exactly. drugs, you know? Like, yeah. And there's, there's a positive nature of that too. It's not just that you're, you're mm-hmm. the darkness of the drugs. It's the mm-hmm. l- living life also. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So in what ways is Daisy and Billy's a toxic relationship and in what ways is it healthy? In what ways is it not toxic? <laughs> Ah. That is the question. <laughs> when that uh when Cam- in the show when camilla's taking pictures of them arguing and she's like they're all like in their face i was like oh i've been there i've been there that's toxic toxicity yep. at its finest yeah i i can't say that there was anything healthy between them uh in my personal opinion i mm-hmm. think I think healthy probably came in part later book, (laughs) you know, I don't think there was really anything healthy, any kind of, any kind of reaction they had was toxic to each other. Yeah. Go ahead, Ashley. Trying to look at it through, through their lens and look at their relationship and what could maybe have been healthy for them. I think the way Billy saw Daisy, the way he, acknowledged her as a fully formed human and not just a muse and saw her as an equal at least once we got (laughs) through some of the chaos in the beginning um i think that was really healthy for her um i think they were allowed to be free with each other and he wasn't allowed to be that free with camilla because she didn't really understand some of what he had been through so i think that's the healthiest things i can pick up for for them um but in terms of toxic that freedom also came with no boundaries. They didn't hold each other accountable. There was no, maybe we shouldn't do like, you know, eight lines of Coke this morning. Like maybe we should, you know, try and downgrade mm-hmm. it to two. Let's try two days. You know, there was none of that, um, which I get because they weren't in a relationship. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, that's your writing partner. That is your bandmate. That is somebody who should be a friend. And you should be like, hey, maybe we don't do that today. It's you not. know, it's not yeah. really working out. So, Yeah. I'm killing you. <laughs> I just like had this image if I was that and somebody like pulled out all their lines of coke, I'd be like, we're not doing this. And I just like yeah. mess it up and like, that's not, it's gone. Can't do it <laughs> if I was like, Kat, look what we're doing today. You'd be like, like no. <laughs> Hard pass. Yeah. I think the healthiest, the only healthy part of their relationship came out of their writing. It was the fruits of their writing. Everything else was just a big old dumpster fire, if I'm honest. And I think it really comes from the fact that Daisy never stops to say this is wrong. Like, in the end, she does say, like, oh, I'm not good for him. But she never stops to say, oh, let's not cheat because, like, I don't want to hurt Camilla or, like, it's just morally wrong. Like, that's never something that she comes to understand. I just don't think that's part of her personality. Like, it's she's a very... um in the moment, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to go for. And that's right. And this feels right. So it's right. And it's just sort of like, 
it's not <laughs> like you should have a moral compass about this. I think you think about it. Her parents never taught her. That's anything. very true. So if you're not brought yeah. up saying you shouldn't treat people mm-hmm. this way, you're, you're not, not. going to, you're only going to think about yourself because right. Right. nobody's told you to think any differently. And you're thinking, yeah. Oh, this is, this makes me feel good. So I'm just going to do that. I yeah. mean, my parents, you know, if you have parents that tell you this is the wrong thing to do, I don't care how you feel. I mean, it starts to build. You, you know, learn. You learn to just only focus on yourself. I think that's definitely where it comes from. It's just really interesting to see like her flit about sort of like, oh, he likes me. He doesn't like me. He likes me. He doesn't like me. And there's never any question of the morality of it. And I think it does stem from sort of no moral compass as she was growing. Yeah. And I just to harp on some of the things that you were mentioning, like I do agree that um, the healthy nature the very slim is that they, they know each other fully. They, they know, they know each other's past. They, they are able to just connect that in a way that Daisy hasn't been able to connect with anyone before um, and see her and see her value, see her worth. And in the same way, um, Billy can't fully forgive himself for what he did to Camilla and to um, Julie. So he, he shares that with her and she understands and accepts that. And like, I see you as a different person. Like, so I get that Um, they make each other better people in the terms of musical, like musical quality and eventually addiction wise, but toxicity wise, uh, they're constant fighting and bitterness it's an affair. Let's just call it like it is. Um, the back and forth nature of their relationship. And Daisy is just seen as a, t- a temptation throughout, whether that be a sexual temptation or an addictive um, temptation. I mean, there's the one time that he says, like, I'm not going to go into her room, even though he was planning on it um, <laughs> because she, like, he knew that like what she had behind the door, like alcohol or drugs and sorts. So um, he sees her as like, I don't know what the right word is. A drug? I don't like. Full on drug. So it's really. She's a gateway drug. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So (laughs) the, her being the temptation throughout the, the, the apple that should not be eaten is uh, pretty powerful for, um, Billy Ann should be a huge red flag, but apparently not so much. <laughs> the red flags in this story are strong. <laughs> oh. All right. So although they never went further than a kiss, do you think Billy cheated on Camilla? 1000%. Yes, he did. The emotional attachment that developed between him and Daisy was very, very strong. He was, they were in love with each other. Like let's call a spade a spade. So 100% there was, Maybe in the book, there wasn't any physical action, but Mm -hmm. very much so they were in their own relationship. So 1000%. I think TJR didn't make it physical the whole way because she knew we wouldn't be able to forgive Billy as a character. Like a lot of people would have been like, screw him. He sucks. But I sometimes think an emotional affair is even worse than a physical Mm -hmm. affair. Yep, And the way that, again, Camilla is a saint because I would have lit his ass on fire, but that's just me. Um, So the (laughs) way she handled everything, (laughs) when I would have opened that van, (laughs) 
it's over for <laughs> everybody in there. Yeah. Um, I think the emotional aspect between uh, Daisy and him, I would not, I would not have handled that as well as she did. And I think, I think emotionally he was, I think he was still fighting who he was like with her, like this, if I go down this route, I'm going to, it's going to spin out in not a good way. Like I could see them like both ODing and dying and early, but then he had Camilla who was the right path and he decided to mm-hmm. buck up and get onto it. So mm-hmm. it is worse emotional. Like I get, I, I get how it could be hurtful, like in it having, noticing the affair if it was a physical thing but there's an element of it didn't mean anything like but this meant something like this meant something to him and something that in the show really bothers me that he says i'm not sure if it's in the book i don't remember um is that moment like when they're in a house together near the end and they're like close to each other they're not like cheating physically um so i think billy probably thinks oh it's okay i didn't do anything but he says something i want this too he says like i want this too to her like admitting that to daisy is like the problem here (laughs) like you gotta cut that off and i Mm -hmm. think eventually he does but it that really bothered me and camilla also tells him in the show like the moment that you start loving her that's when this ends and i think that that's like the biggest thing to her is like okay you're a rock star there's an element of flings might happen but the moment that you like love this girl i'm out and that's why I think she does call it when she does, because she sees that moment between them in the house. Um, and that to me is like the biggest betrayal on his part. It's like, you don't admit that. Like if you're choosing Camilla, you choose her and you leave the, the feelings behind. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I do think it's interesting to see the scenes that they do use Camilla and the ones that they leave her out of. Like, I think it's interesting that they had her take the picture of them instead of having the photographer get it and then her finding out later on i think it's interesting that um the who wrote what song was kind of mentioned and played with um so i do think it's interesting to see what they did include camilla in and what they kind of removed her from or had her just in the background for um but yes i agree i think his heart wasn't always in the right place and therefore I think it wasn't, uh, he was considered cheating. So plain and simple. Yep. Okay. So how does Billy and Daisy's relationship with drugs affect their personal relationship? (laughs) Ashley's shaking her head. (laughs) (laughs) They're just such a train wreck. I mean, the drugs and the alcohol and the partying and just that rock star God lifestyle that they were living. I mean, that was part of who they were. Billy and um, Daisy were very much the main characters of this story and of their lives. It didn't matter what else was going on. They both had that in common. I mean, the drugs and the addiction were a lot of what pulled them together because it was something they both could understand. Obviously, Billy had fought it off much better than Daisy had, but they both understood what brings you to that level and how good those things can make you feel. And they both kind of went a different direction with it. Billy obviously was fighting it back. Daisy was fully invested, um, but it was a big part of, I think, what what drew them together. I would agree. I would agree on that. I think, I think 
Billy growing up and having a brother, I mean, let's talk about it. How, like you said, they were, they're each other's own main character. I mean, his brother was going through it and he knew nothing the whole time. Oh about, yeah. That's huge. About his poor but meanwhile, his brother was so supportive of him. I know. Yeah. And I, I mean, they were both two narcissists living in a narcissist world, but I guess in order to be rock stars, you have to be a narcissist and you know, and you have to have people who will back you up the whole way. And that's how they become great. I don't know. But I think I agree with Ashley. They both went to two different ways. And I think I think they both had that in common in the sense of that's what they they knew the feelings. They knew what it was like to be on the highs and then the lows and then the sideways. And so I think that's what really drew them together. And I that's why. I, I see the twin flame thing. I get it, but I don't think they would have, they would have burned big and bright. And then because they didn't have a foundation yep. of any supernova outside right. of drugs and music. And that will only last you so long. Right. Yeah. I think Billy's experience and past experience with drugs is honestly what had kind of informed his conscience to stay away from Daisy. <laughs> it was like, this is not, if I get involved with this, I will be old Billy again. And I cannot be old Billy again. So I, I think his experience with drugs actually was what kept him from going even further and doing worse with Daisy. Um, he did in the end, I consider him a cheater, but he held back in a lot of instances where she was pushing forward. And I think that's, we see her respond that way with drugs, with this addiction to Billy, with other things, but we do see Billy kind of resist. And I think, I think that's where his like fear of getting involved with Daisy comes from. Cause he understands like what it means to, to sort of delve into that addiction further. Um, yeah, but it's rough. And actually, so in the show, he has like a backslide in their like during their last show. Does that happen in the book too? He like drinks, like gives up. Mm -hmm. I yes, mm -hmm. okay. It For does. some reason I it did not pick up on it when I was reading the story, but in the show it was like really like okay, this is the moment Daisy realized <laughs> this is not right for us. It's when he's backsliding and drinking and doing all the things he said that he wasn't going to do anymore. It was a very small part of the book, though, I will say. It was like he had a drink and was like, nope, back on the wagon. In the show, it was full-blown meltdown and, you know, very many, many, yeah. many drinks. So. Yeah. Um, so I think it's um, the the relationship with, their dr with drugs. I think it's a ghost that's ever present in their relationship. Um, Billy at first tries not to get close to Daisy because he knows she's a bad influence, um, however, he can't help himself. And then later, he's the one that guides Daisy uh, to getting the help that she needs. But they both fall back into it at the end as well. So um, one thing I'm... I just think it's a, it's a constant give and take. Uh, there's, there's, up, there's hills, <laughs> there's valleys, there's hills and valleys with, with these two. And especially when it comes to their relationship with... Uh, drugs and alcohol and i think it plays a heavy role from the time period it plays a heavy role on um, the relationship in general and it's hard to see two people struggle um, with life but then adding in these other um, 
difficulties as well to see them fight their own battles. It's hard to, to see. Yeah. Daisy's relationship with that other guy, I think was really the point where she realized, I forget his name. It's like the prince. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk talk about about it later, but that was really her, I think her turning point moment Mm -hmm. when it came to like drugs. Um, She really didn't have a turning point moment prior to that. Um, I think she was just sort of living in the moment, but. Cool. So uh, what are some of our favorite and least favorite moments of their relationship? I think in terms of favorites, it was the fact that they did spark each other's creativity. They obviously made some great songs. I know a lot of the songs have changed, but I have Aurora on repeat on my Spotify. Same. Loving it. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I think just the creativity they sparked was incredible. But then obviously there was the flip side of that. It was they were not good for each other at this point. Um, they were not good for each other and they brought out um, some really selfish sides of each other and obviously hurt everyone around them because of it. So there was, you know, it was like a yin and yang thing with the two of them. There was this part in the book. I wish they would have put it in the movie or in the movie, in the series when uh, they're fighting and they go to this bar and they start singing this Van Morrison song, the Jackie Wilson, and they mm-hmm. TJR like wrote it out. And I was really hoping that would have made it into the show. Instead, they just did the Beach Boys, which all right, good song. Right. Um, so that probably was my favorite moment of them when they finally found their footing and realized kind of this is about us but this is about the band and if we want all to be famous we're gonna have to get our shit together um my least favorite is like ashley said to piggyback off that the the effect it had on everyone else my opinion you want to destroy your life more power to you that's up to you but when it affects people who not only mm-hmm. care about you, but also rely on mm-hmm. this for an income, that's when I'm like, man, you guys are some assholes. Like, so that I wasn't a big fan of. I hate it. Yeah. When they told the story to the reporter, when she told about Billy's secrets I and when Billy's telling her secrets, I'm like, yo. You both know what you did was wrong. Like that was the worst. I think that was the lowest they both went. And that really bothered me because they they finally got to a point, Daisy especially, and she was the first one that did it, got to a point where Billy was being open and honest with her. And then she literally sold the story. It's not like she told a friend. She told someone who was going to tell the whole world about his past. That, that nope, not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I, I don't know. I, I liked the moments where they were writing together. I, like you said, I liked the moment from the book where they were singing together and it just clicked um, when they're on stage. Like there are lots of moments where they just click in the music, in the writing, whatever. But there are just so many of those fire moments, that like moment she sold that story, the moment where they're fighting and Camilla notices. I just could do without it. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. I, to me, I love when they're making honeycomb. And it's that back and forth, like, um, at, at that point, it's not hurtful banter, 
like it's just friendly banter um and i think it's a really fun scene to see him have to like come to terms with like what's well, my song <laughs> and she's like well i made it better so uh I think their first songwriting session is also fun when they go to the, she's like, I'm hungry. Let's go to, let's go out to eat. And then she like orders two burgers. She's like, I, I didn't, don't, add, don't order for me. He's like, I didn't, I ordered for myself. <laughs> I just think there's like some small moments that they're, that they're just like friends. They're just friendly with mm-hmm. each other and just like getting to know each other. But their, their chemistry on stage, like this is apart from obviously like you, you can, read about their chemistry on stage but when you see it on stage when they're actually like acting it out in the in the series i'm like wow they're they're really showing like having a good time and having an amazing experience up there you sparked one other of my favorite moments devin it was just the the way that daisy influenced billy and how he acted with the rest of the band in the book as well because he was Mm -hmm. such a type a control freak with no you have to do this and no you can't experiment with that and you have to do this and then all of a sudden he was like oh yeah, Eddie, go for it. You know, just do whatever you feel is good here. And he was just letting people do what made them great. And that was great for the whole band and made an incredible album. And so that was obvious. That was a, that was a great moment. Until he went into touch-ups later on. (laughs) Oh my God. We're going to talk about that because then he just went right back down, but it was nice for the moment. But yes, I I agree. I think it definitely changed the dynamics of the, the band by having her voice be heard. It allowed other voices to be heard as well. Do you do you sorry random tangent? Do you guys watch Parks and Rec? Has anybody watched Parks and Rec? Oh yes. yes. Oh yes. <laughs> do you remember the episode where the guy uh I don't know the actor's name, but he's hilarious and they come from the South America country and they're doing like the sister country and do you guys remember that episode oh yeah where they had the twin like the twin yeah. city or whatever the yes. mm-hmm. and and he goes uh he starts talking he's like uh water fountains immediately jail uh <laughs> they do this immediately jail he's like walk on the right side of the road immediately jail every time i see something now on a show that i hate i'm like immediately jail 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 just like jail when they when uh daisy sold his story i was like immediately jail jail they, they immediately jail immediately immediately i was like i hate you forever now so that's what i always think about i'm like immediately Uh, straight that's what i think of you know oh go ahead no i was just gonna say another scene that i was randomly thinking of that i liked uh, did i don't know if she did this in the show but it definitely happened in the book where finally she sang the the last time they sang aurora she sang it right like she sang it as billy had intended it to be sang I thought that was a powerful moment from Daisy, but I think in the show, he just ran off stage or it was something different. She told him to leave, but same, you know, type thing. She was giving him her mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to leave you alone now. <laughs> yeah. Some, uh, one of my, le- or a few of my least, I don't know if they're repeated or not, but um, I, when he doesn't give her credit that the credit that she deserves from, um, aiding and writing the song of honeycomb i think that's a huge disservice to her and it uh really starts the grinding of these two forces um and i also and we'll get to this a little bit later but i also hate that he finds her at her worst which is in the shower um after that is a rough the whole episode with Nikki and her I, I think it I, I think it's necessary that he finds her but I hate that um, it takes them both that moment to kind of get to a healing process mm-hmm. yeah okay so what is it about this love triangle that's so different from the norm 
the fact that I'm rooting for all of them at yeah, the same, the same time. time. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Like, I, I usually there's there's when it comes to love triangles, usually one side I'm like, yep, this is it. I'm sold. But this one I was always fighting with, okay, what do I actually want for these characters? Uh-huh. What do I actually care about? Um, who do I want? Who do I value more than the other? And I'm like, I can't decide. I want the best for all of them. And that's what's hard. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. It, it, it was really hard because especially in the book, your heart was pulled towards Camilla. You felt for Daisy just because of the background she had. Billy, I don't know if I ever necessarily felt for him. I'm like, <laughs> oh, what was me? You have two beautiful women like fighting right. over you. You know, I think in the show, it probably amplified it because Daisy and Camilla also cared about each other. Yeah. So it just made it that much more complicated. Um, it was, I don't know. It was a tough spot all the way around gonna be an outlier (laughs) i did not care about their love triangle i was more invested in karen (laughs) and the brother (laughs) i was really hoping and graham i was really hoping for them to like that's very true i'm not i'm not a big love triangle fan Mm -hmm. i yeah i always a big eye roll is i'm always like oh you get two um Must be, (laughs) and not only that, I thought Billy kind of sucked nine times out of ten. I was like, "You don't deserve Camilla and Daisy. You need to go to rehab. Like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. like let this guy go. (laughs) Like, just let it lie." Yeah. Um. So I wasn't as invested in them as I was Graham and Karen. I was really hoping for a happy ending. (laughs) I love somewhere. I wanted a happy ending with one of these characters. I just love him. Yeah. Yes. And I, you know, what I think is different about this love triangle is Camilla. Mm -hmm. She is the the difference because in any other circumstance, there wouldn't have been a love triangle. She would have been gone. So I just, I have a feeling that like without her strength, that this would have been just a chaotic nightmare and he would have ended up with Daisy and probably on drugs and just not dead in like four years. Yeah. Uh, he would have that. never been sober. He never would have oh. gotten sober without nope. Camilla. No shot. Nope. Mm-hmm. She was his strength. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about Daisy's relationship with Nikki? And uh, why does she pursue this relationship? And what does it reveal to her? Ugh, gross. I hated everything about it. Um, Nikki is a horrible, horrible human. Um, if I could <laughs> pick him up and like, just like throw him off a cliff somewhere, I absolutely would because you cannot claim to love somebody, marry somebody, and then leave them at their lowest point in a shower when she has OD'd and she may be alive. She may not, but I can't handle it. So I'm out. I, I cannot stand this man and this character. Um, I think for Daisy, she felt like she found somebody who was finally hers someone who finally understood her. I think she was trying to find Billy. She was literally just trying to replicate him. Um, they got each other on the drug use. They fed into each other. She felt like she could be her whole self, but he did not care for her the way that that Billy did. And we obviously see that loud and in color. So, Okay, I'm going to try and form a thought here. Um my thought is she met somebody, if this was possible, who was even more narcissistic than her because he cared more about saving himself than even remotely trying to save her. 
He liked what she brought on his arm. You know, she was a thing for him, something to collect. This beautiful woman who sings and is cool and has money and et cetera. So I think what I think she realized is, you know, because in my personal opinion, Daisy operated only on herself. She never cared about anybody else except for Simone. And even then she was, she wasn't the best friend, greatest friend, excuse me. So I think she finally had like a taste of, oh shit, not everybody's going to like be there for me. Like there are people that will just leave me here to die. And I think that kind of opened her eyes a little bit of, first of all, I can't be doing what I've been doing or I will die because I almost did. And I think she finally realized that there are kind of other people out in the world that aren't going to cater to you like the Simone's and the band, and the teddies, and all that out in the world. Nikki was just like Mm -hmm. a numbing, like he just let her do whatever, did not encourage her to pursue any type of healthy or good goals. Simone comes in in the show and literally tells her, uh, you're going back and you're going to pursue music because you have an award-winning band, like you need to. Um, Nikki is just like the worst side of Daisy, like on her worst day. That is his entire personality is just let's do acid and jump in the water and like not do anything because I have money and I don't need to try at anything. And he runs away when things get hard. I just think like Nikki is all the worst parts of Daisy in one person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, sure. I'm, I think it was necessary, though, that she did it. And I like in the show that they have her say, I don't regret it. Because I do think it was her last moment of like final, like rock bottom. And that's what helps her to get better is to realize, oh, crap, I can't be like him. I I can't be around people like him. I need to like get my stuff together. Yeah. And it's a total rebound. I mean, something he is something so different from Billy. Um, And there's also a little bit of spite in her decision to get married to him, too. Like, there's just so many absolutely poor choices being made and not really thinking about or processing um, what is right. It's just, oh, this is for fun. Oh, this is making me happy, but it's not really making you happy in the long run. Um, also, I, uh, I don't know if the show did Nikki full justice because i felt like the book was much more like he was much more of a, a he jerk. was worse yeah, yeah. I felt like he was worse because he was like the... nice he almost could be seen as a guy to like fool her into marrying him mm-hmm. like he seems like a good guy in the in the show but then he becomes like he shows his true colors in the book right. i think from the very beginning he becomes like, he right. becomes possessive and i don't think that that was <laughs> nikki at in the book at the start like right. I, I he was always just a partier and wanting to um do things but then when simone tries taking her back he becomes possessive and then he's with yeah and then she's with billy and he becomes even more possessive so i don't really think that that was the side of um nikki that we saw in the book but it still translated well to the screen um yep so yeah okay so how do we feel about the ending it's a big one it's a doozy what do we think I feel like it was a little bit too perfect of a bow. You know, she 
sadly killed off Camilla and he got both sides that you know it was kind of wow like you a- just ruined it for me no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> um i i just when i read the en- the ending when i first read it i was like oh this feels like a little bit of a cop-out you know i expected something he stayed with camilla and i was like oh he gets both of them that's lame he doesn't deserve them in yeah. my opinion uh i was like you don't deserve that good of a happy ending billy dunn and also, I was still pissed about Graham and Karen. So you're still, I am, am going to die on that hill, guys. <laughs> Graham and Karen forever. The relationship so, we deserved. Yes. Truly. Uh, that's what I ship, guys. That truly. is them too. Um, so I I thought it was just a little too perfect. I was like, come on, TJR. Like, you could have you could have found something a little different. But that's my personal opinion. I think yeah. the Billy in the show deserved that ending a bit more than the Billy in the book, if that makes sense. I think the Billy in the show, we saw a lot of growth. I mean, it was like a little tiny segment, but you know how much work he put in to make Camilla happy and to, you know, give them a second chance and to make sure if she took him back that he did not mess it up again. Um, And I think the Billy and Daisy in the show, I think would definitely make it work that second round. In the book, I do agree with Kat. I think it was a little bit like he got the best of both worlds situation. I just didn't really like him as much in the book. Um, but I do agree. It was the Graham and Karen thing. Karen just broke my heart. Yeah. And so I was not happy when the book ended because I just wanted something better yeah. for her. And in the show, when she tells you, oh, I lied to him. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm still not well. I'm not okay. Not I'm not well. okay. So, yeah. That did kill me when when he was like, yeah, you know, I don't think she really loved me anyway. And then she's just like, I was lying. And I was like, ah. I know. She said, I told him what he wanted to wanted hear. To yeah. hear. And I was yes. like, no, that's not what he wanted She to made hear. the choice for, like, for him, almost. Yeah. She told him that so he could move on and live a, a normal life. And yeah, that so is hard. sacrificial um, love right there. But um, I, the band had to break up. So I thought that made total sense how it all happened at the end. I mean, all that crazy stuff, they had to break up. Um, I I also feel a little bit like it was a cop-out, but there was a reason, I think, that we had to see a reconnection of Billy and Daisy because that it shows you that they just weren't at the right time in their lives when they were first going at it. They weren't healed. They weren't healthy. They weren't right for each other. But I think what it does allow is us to think that perhaps they did have a love. It was not meant for that moment. Like maybe now that they've both healed, they can re-engage and it maybe doesn't have to be a relationship. Like maybe they can just be friends because I, I don't know if it necessarily says like that they end up in a relationship, but I know that Camilla gives them the the go ahead essentially. Yeah. So we, I guess we don't really know like if they do end up together, it is a little Mm -hmm. bit like, Oh, okay. Camilla died. So now he gets to move on and like revisit this love. But I do think what it does is make us think perhaps this is a new moment in their life and their love actually can have a healthy home (laughs) versus when it first existed, it absolutely could not in all the circumstances that were around it. Um, yeah. I'm back and forth. <laughs> all power to Camilla for writing that letter, though. Honestly. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to she's, say she's that, insane. yeah. She's she insane. Insane. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, don't ever call Daisy. 
This is my kind wish. I will haunt you. I will yeah. haunt you. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm really surprised that like we got that. Well, I think she's just a person that like she feels like confirmation almost. Like she got she got the relationship that she wanted, and I want you to be happy. So you owe me a song, right? Like, um, yeah. I think it's a really sweet like sweet way to say like don't mourn me go do what makes you happy i now that you mentioned him it kind of has a cop out but like i really liked it in the moment come on why'd you do this to me cat <laughs> i'm saying it's a cop out i, was like, it's, <laughs> I finished it and i was like and now you're a and, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> um but i do think the surprise that the interferer is julia is also a really cool um plot not it's not really a plot twist but just like a plot like i don't know surprise i guess yeah um i think it was a really cool like we mentioned earlier like just how the story is written is very interesting and i was mm-hmm. curious to see how they're going to translate that to uh the show which i we'll think talk they did about, great I which we'll talk about very great. shortly but um i do um but I I think each of them gained something good out of this mess, even though it ended in a disaster. I think yeah. they, they all took away something meaningful, uh, whether that's how much you need to value what you have, whether that's um, the need to um, clean yourself up and, and know that life is worth living uh, without the, the, the darkness, the, the, the yuck um they needed they need to grow they need and not just billy and um daisy but also camilla needed that return to um what love is all about kind of deal so with that i'll jump right into the next question which is what are your thoughts on the prime show i i actually liked it better than i did the book to be honest with you really and i was i was very I, I would okay. Let me preface this. I was out of the TJR reads. This was farther down my list than everybody else's. Evelyn Hugo, oh, loved. Um, what Malibu Rising, right there. Still, I would love to see that made into a show. Anybody? And I, Ashley, and I have already picked our characters. We I will be just from the chandelier. <laughs> I'll be an extra in the corner, just watching everybody. I don't need. To, I'll be one of the servers with the coke on it. I just want to be in, in the crazy that is Malibu Rising. Daisy Jones was a little bit farther down my list. I wasn't actually the biggest fan, um, and I was also very hesitant on the casting because. I told Ashley I had certain images in my head of people. And I also thought Sam Clafkin was a little bit too old to play the role, but whatever, um, in my opinion. And I was very like, oh, they put Ellis's granddaughter or, you know, I was like, "Mm, come on. And she she did great. I, I thought she was amazing. I was blown away by the acting. I thought the girl who they cast as Camilla, I was like, there's Camilla. Like right, right there in right the flesh, the book. Mm-hmm. Rob dead gorgeous. Oh my gem. god, yeah. beautiful! So I was, I was actually more intrigued with the show than I was the book. So, but I just want to that's fair. I wasn't a bigger, biggest fan of the book. I'll be honest. This is my first, um, <laughs> my first. What's it? Uh, T T J L. This is my first one of hers. T J R. T J R. Yeah, that's not. 
first book that I read and I'm very intrigued to read further mm-hmm. ones. And isn't um, Malibu Rising um, kind of a spinoff of this? Is there oh. a little bit of a mention? There is a character and that is one of my issues with the show. I was like, where is Mick Riva? Because he mm-hmm. is in several of TJR's okay. books and I will not tell you how or why he pops in. Okay. But him not being in this show made me sad because I just wanted that little cameo to know that they're going to pull him through all these different adaptions. Other interesting, doing. yeah. Very cool. I I wouldn't say it's like I, she does seventies, eighties, and nineties. She does decades, and there's Easter eggs and got you if you can catch them. So it's all one uh, like world, but not necessarily yeah. connected. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was a Evelyn Hugo's my five. Uh, Carrie Soto's hers. We both loved Malibu Rising. And then I, of course, went on a deep dive of every single TJR read when I did Evelyn Hugo. And her earlier books, while while good, I just wasn't as in love with them as I was Evelyn to be. I, I That is also getting made into an adaption. And I'm... Yeah, I heard. Is that well, Netflix? Uh, Maybe? I don't know. I think it might be Hulu, to be oh, honest okay. with you. Regardless. Back to this. Back to this show. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I loved it. I the book like there were a few things. I guess looking back at it now, like when you're reading it, you get swept up really easily. But there are a few things that like were too loosely, like too or too finely tied up at the end. Um, I, I liked the book. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. But now that you guys are saying I have to read her other books, I'm excited. If they're better. I'm ready. Like oh, this yeah. was this was good. I thought it was really good. It intrigued the heck out of me. And the fact that all the songs were like then written into real songs and they're yes, on Spotify. It's just like a very up. like fourth world element to it that I like about this whole universe. Um uh, yeah. And it, what I like too in the in the show is that the songs kind of had to be fire. I mean, in the book, I was really worried. I was like, how are they going to put the, how are they going to portray this? Cause they got to write the songs well. They got to sing them well. She's got to have like real good pipes. Like, and it all just sort of like was laid out and really good. My husband, and he's not a huge fan of like these kinds of dramas, he sat down and he like watched the whole thing with me. He's like, this is good. And now I catch him like listening to the music. I'm like, <laughs> I'm telling you. That's awesome. <laughs> So I think I it was that. good. Yeah, no, I, and that's what I was gonna say. Like the fact that they also include the music—not that they had to kind of include the music—but uh, the fact that they even produce and like they produced it as an album. Like you can go listen to the album on Spotify. I think that's really cool. Um, uh, so I think they they played really good with the fans on that end. But um, I didn't. There were some scenes I was like okay like you're adding in you're embellishing a little i get it you're having some creative freedom i wasn't fully sold on all of the storylines that were being drawn out but i thought it was overall i thought it was a really good representation of the book and hopefully it encourages others to dive into it or to revisit it if they haven't done so already yeah i agree i i did actually really like the show in the beginning i I, it wasn't grabbing me in the beginning and maybe it's just because, you know, that's just like the formation and the backstory the and all that. But yeah. as soon as you bring Daisy and Billy together and they're making those songs and you're going on tour and you see the six in all their glory, I was like, I am in this. Um, Warren, I loved his character. He Love was Warren. so funny. He was just like, man, I'm dating a movie star. Like he was living his best life. <laughs> He's like, I'm just here for the ride. Just tell me that's when to the show energy. up and I will be there. And that is the energy we all need <laughs> in mm-hmm. our lives. Um, but I did really enjoy the show. 
the fact that they casted Elvis's granddaughter and she had some of those little Easter eggs to some of the way Elvis would perform, um, I thought was ingenious. And it just added that little bit of, you know, spice to the fact that we're trying yeah. to make her this rock and roll like goddess mm-hmm. sort of thing. But yeah. I really loved it. Loved the loved the soundtrack. I listened to it so much. I was yeah. listening to it literally this morning. Um, so, yeah, I think they did a great job. Yeah, with the show overall. and major Fleetwood Mac vibes, just yes. like oh, yeah. everything. Yes. I was I like, it. oh, it's so good. Just puts you in the 70s a little mm-hmm. bit. It's nice. Um, OK, so do we ship it? I'm a no. Wait, on you're saying Billy and Daisy. Yeah, I don't ship them. <laughs> OK, but you, do you ship Billy and Camilla? I don't think he deserves Camilla either, but I ship, <laughs> <Chad's> like no. <laughs> I ship them more than I ship him and Daisy. Fair really, enough. I ship Warren and Karen is who I ship so hard. You mean Graham? Graham and Karen. I know you are. Yes. <laughs> I ship them. I want a spinoff. So <laughs> agreed, Ashley. I definitely ship uh, Karen and Graham. We all know how we feel about them. Um, I ship Camilla and whoever makes her happy, but I do agree. Billy did Amen. not deserve her. Amen. So that's just where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. I, I really want to ship them. Really would like to, but I they're just not healthy for each other. Mm-hmm. They do good things to help each other in the long run, but they're just too it's like gas and fire. I think he, even Billy's like, she's fire and I can't be with fire. I need to be with the calming nature that is the water. And that's Camilla. And uh, I, I, I would like to also ship him and Camilla, but I ship. Camilla. There are problems. <laughs> <laughs> I ship Camilla. <laughs> the thing is I had a real moment of confusion while I was reading just like, I think maybe I might want Billy to be with Daisy because they kind of deserve each other (laughs) in the fire that they are, the dumpster fire. Like, just leave Camilla alone. Let her live her life. But in the end, I do. I think there is a redemption arc here for Billy. That I respect because that's that's a huge part of life is like these temptations that are placed before you and how you choose to react. And not in every circumstance did he react well, but in the end he like cleaned himself up and that's the hardest thing. Um, so I, I like hate to ship it, but I ship it. All right. I do not ship Billy and Daisy. That was a mess, but there was a moment. My heart was a little like maybe no, not in the end. I also want to say in the show form, I ship all of the female friendships because they did such a good job of having all the women support each other. And like, all the snaps for that. It was yeah. great to see. I love yeah. the moment when they're on stage and Daisy oh, goes and yeah. sits next to Karen. Yes. Ugh, I love so that. good. That was beautiful. Yes. I also yeah. loved her and Simone rocking out at that last. Oh show. my gosh. Yes, Simone. <laughs> and Simone's love interest in the show. Like, no. oh, so good. I was I really like, thought she wasn't going to choose her. And I was like, yeah. Simone, what are you doing? I was so <laughs> You're sad. better than this, Simone. You're better than yes. this. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good. Um, I, I want to say something that is on uh, Ashley and I have raved about this book mm-hmm. and this is like a total side note, but it has, you guys have said you really like the way the book was structured with yeah. the, okay. So Bobska books and other books grammar uh, posted this book and it's called the final revival of Opal and Eve. And it's very, it's written very similarly to this one. And when I say Ashley and I, 
or I am trying to hit the lottery to start a production company to make this into a show because we are so in love with this book. I felt like whatever I was missing from Daisy Jones, this book this gave habit. me. So I highly recommend it. I vaguely who, remember seeing this. Was it a we book have of the thrown month? it? Uh, maybe I'm not I think sure. It might have been at one I, point. I vaguely I'm not remember sure. seeing it somewhere. I have basically slapped people in the face with this book. <laughs> I love it so much, and it, it blew me away. So if you enjoy Daisy Jones, I think you will love this one even more. For anybody who enjoyed this, and that is my. Soapbox, so I will get down. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank well, you for thank sharing. You. <laughs> That's great. All right. And there you have it. Our thoughts on Daisy Jones and the Six. Now, what do you all think? So our first comment here is from Teresa. So thank you for writing in, Teresa. Teresa says, I can't help but love and hate Daisy at the same time. Camilla is an incredible character and Billy doesn't deserve her. Uh, <laughs> it's so hard to watch them all go through this, but Billy makes the right choice in the end. There you go. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Pretty much agree. Our, yeah, right. And our second comment is from Jerry. Thank you for writing in, Jerry. Jerry says, this is such a unique story. I, I absolutely love that there is good music along with an entertaining story. Of course, I ship Billy and Camilla, but Billy and Daisy have good chemistry, so it makes you feel all the things. Also true. Thank you, Jerry. Mm. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you for writing in and thank you to Paige Rage for the awesome discussion today. We had a great time. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us on again. Appreciate yeah. it. Love being here. <laughs> Thanks so much for including us. I can't wait till we do this again. Yeah, it's going to yes. be fun. <laughs> oh, and I wanted to open the floor. Do y'all have any like announcements or anything going on with Paige Rage you wanted to share? <laughs> No big announcements at the moment. No, uh, but also wanted to say shout out to you two, not only for having us on, but I also use those mugs you sent us uh, regularly, like throughout yeah. the week awesome. <laughs> for an espresso machine. So if you are lucky yep. enough to be a guest on We Ship It and they send you a mug, perfect for, for an espresso. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so glad that the mugs are in use. <laughs> that is great. We'll definitely check out Page Rage. If you haven't, they're awesome. They have great content. Um, but yeah. So as usual, please rate and review if you're enjoying the podcast or if you have feedback for us, we would love to hear from you. Absolutely. And find us on social media and or email us at weshippitpodcast at gmail.com to get involved, whether that's to leave us a comment or to uh, say that you'd like to join us for an episode. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you all for listening today. Yep. Passion is fire and fire is great, man, but we are made of water. Water is how we keep living. Water is what we need to survive. My family was my water, and so I picked water. I'll pick water every time. And I wanted Daisy to find her water because I couldn't be it. See you next time, shippers. Uh, that's such a good quote. All right. See you, bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>